Hey everybody, this is Marcus Tatum. Uh, I'm back with another Convinced Christianity podcast. I know it's been a while. I apologize. Please forgive me. Um, life has just been hectic uh, during this season of my life. Uh, I'm not going to bore you with everything that's going on. Uh, I'll tell you, God has been good. Uh, but right now I'm in the, in the process of actually planting and pastoring a church in Glassboro, New Jersey um, on the campus of Rowan University. So please be praying for that. I'm praying for me and my family um, as we, me and my fiance, just kind of throw ourselves into into the lion's den, if you will. Um, so, yeah, please be praying for that. Um, but I'm also trying to find time to do this podcast, um, and so I'm not I'm not neglecting the podcast. I, I promise, guys, I'm not done with this. I think it's important to have these conversations. Um, I think it's important for our community um, to be having these conversations as Christians. So um, I'm trying to find a time to do these podcasts. I'm trying to get creative with it as well, and you'll see that today. Uh, as I want to share with you guys a conversation that I had with a brother in Christ, Aaron Simpkins, who you've heard on this podcast before. Um, so uh, last night we were talking about, um, well, I kind of posed the question to him, uh, why do we presuppose God's nature? Uh, mainly and mainly we were talking about his goodness, his all goodness, right? We say he's all good. Um, why do we presuppose his nature? Um, and can we presuppose his nature uh, before we find out who he is personally? Um, find him, you know, and then discover what his nature is. Isn't that the logical way to go about it? Um, and I'll say now, because I'm not sure it's clarified in the, in the, in the conversation that I'm going to share with you guys, um, that we actually, you'll see in the conversation that we can presuppose his nature. Um, and there's a reason for that. But um, when we're speaking with atheists, I'll say this, and that's, this is not in the conversation. When we're speaking with atheists, we cannot presuppose his nature in, 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 in regard to the way we go about the conversation. Uh, we can't start with an atheist and say, okay, well, start here. So we know God is all good. We know God is all known. We, no, we can't start there, all right, um, because it does not follow logic. And so um, it's important to make sure we're saying, okay, well, let's find out who this God is first, right? And you can do that by saying, oh, well, God's revealed himself through the scriptures. God revealed himself through Jesus Christ and the historical person of Jesus Christ and, and, and his acting out of his love for humanity and revealing himself, right? So that's that's one way you can really hammer home. That's what, the best way for me personally. I think you can hammer home that God does exist and he's revealed himself. And so we know who God is. Now that we know who God is, when we're speaking to an atheist, we have to say, now that we know who he is, uh, let's figure out his nature. And that's the way to go about when you're speaking to an atheist about the existence of God um, and then finding out who that God is. Is it the Christian God, the Muslim God, or, you know, whatever. Um that's how you have to go about that conversation. So, uh, but again, you'll you'll see in this conversation that it's about twenty minutes long um, that we do get to a point where we understand why we can presuppose uh, God's nature and especially His goodness uh, because He is the very standard of goodness, regardless of what we think is, is if, whether we think it's good or evil, regardless of what it is in our minds at least, uh, whatever God does is good because uh, He is the standard. Um, so you'll hear that in the conversation. Um, so I'm going to throw you guys right into the middle of the conversation. Um, Aaron's actually where you, where you're going to, where you guys are going to start hearing, um, is Aaron actually responding to the question that I posed, uh, by referencing, referencing color, um, and how humans perceive that color and how our perception doesn't necessarily change the objectivity of what is actually true. Um, so it's, I'm going to throw you right into the conversation, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'll be back at the end of the conversation to kind of, Close it out, uh, but I hope you guys enjoy it. He was saying, 
if of as the color red. <laughs> if red is and always is red. Okay. But yet somebody else was born and raised that when they see mm-hmm. red, it's blue. Right. To you. You're blue. To them it's it's called blue, right. even though it's actually red. Right. To them it's blue though. Right. But that doesn't change that it's actually red. I don't know if that helps at all. Because you're saying God is what, you know, we would call good. God is Yeah, so good. put it this way. God, like good even, not, if it, even if it's called something right. different, it's still always good. Yes. So, like you said, if anything else is contrary to, to that, it's contrary to God. Yes. Did we get anywhere? <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're getting somewhere. So, but good can't presuppose God. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't have a... If we could possibly say God doesn't exist yet, you can't have good here and say, this is what we determine good is. Like, in our minds, we say, okay, this is good. Now, let me f- find God and see if he meets that standard. God's presupposing good, and he determines anything that's within his nature, anything that makes up God is good. That's just what we claim. For example, the Canaanites. Right? We might want to call that evil. You might want to call that bad or whatever you want to call it, right? But because it's within God's nature, somehow it's still good. Right? I'd say it was... Yeah. It's got to be. Because right? it was justice. Right. Some and mercy. Justice is and good. And grace. all that stuff is good. Right. Then maybe not grace, but. <laughs> <laughs> for somebody. Maybe not them. It was mercy for giving, for, for giving warnings. And, sure. Yep. And all that ahead of time. Yeah. But even just the killing itself. Like the, 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 the command to destroy the candidates. Like it has to be good because it, it's something he did. Now we not we may not feel like it's what we want to call good, but because it's a part of God's nature, it's good. That's just, like, goodness is not what we determine it is. Goodness is just whoever God is. That's the important definition. But that's got lost, I think, in our culture, is that we're saying we determine what good is, right, which is just relativism, right? We're determining what good is, and then we're trying to say, well, God, you don't match up. As opposed to saying, God, whatever you are... That's what we're gonna call good, right? It it, it kind of it it kind of very easily goes right into the the moral absolutist argument. Meaning, like just objective morality. Objective, yeah, yeah. Objective morality, because uh, yeah, because. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, absolutely. But because we can't, if if we're going, kind of like you said, if we're saying something is good. We're trying to fit God to our definition of good. 
that's the wrong way of going about it. Because right. where do we get our definition of good from? It's it's just ours at that point. But really, what is good right. is God. Right. And we only follow goodness because He commanded us to. But to 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 mirror that. Not because, not not for any other reason. Not because we have an obligation. Like there's no obligation outside of God commanding us to to be good, right? There's no other reason for me to 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 follow that standard, that moral standard, other than He commanded us to. Well, unless you believe in determinism, determinism, where, where we're just God's pulling our puppet strings and doing whatever He. Already has us doing. Right, and they believe that's good. Now, by that logic, I actually think they would be correct. Because whatever God is doing, it has to be good. I would say no. Because this is partly why I believe in free will. Because God. But I think God can't. He can't make you do evil because that's against his nature. But, 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 but in what I'm saying, that's not even possible. I'm saying. Well, I, I agree. Right? That's not possible. Right, I, and I, I think agree. that's the truth. But I'm saying, even if he made you do, let's say, he made you rob a bank, we would have to consider it good, would we not? By, by the logic that I'm saying. Uh, now, we know he wouldn't do that, but I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, Yes. I don't. I don't know. It, it, because it because it, it just is like it's so much of a reach to me. I, I don't know. Yes, on one hand, if God is all good and God does tell us to do that, it would, it would have to be under what we would call good. But you're also, but like Abraham being commanded to kill Isaac. But God also was using that as a test. Basically, <laughs> like that. so but but, com- but he commanded it. But it wasn't got. But he had a plan of why he commanded it. To it wasn't going to follow through with it. But obviously, if he had done it, though, if he had done it, it still would have been good. Because he, right, God doesn't intend to do evil. Could you use that there? I'm not over applying that verse. See, this is where like the. In God's sovereignty, he knew Abraham wouldn't. Right. But you, at that, when you say that, though, you're, you, it sounds like you're saying, well, that was just God's plan all along. He made that. He, he made all that happen. Made all what happen? For not for him not to kill him. For him, that yeah, he just he just was you know pulling puppet strings. And that's just what happened. 
think maybe this is where uh, I don't know. Is that is that where middle knowledge comes in? So middle knowledge being God knowing what's going to happen in this if He actualizes this particular world, right? In these particular circumstances. That's how I, I take middle knowledge. Like he knows in every so. possible world what's going to happen. So he created this specific world knowing he wanted this to happen. In other words, like Abraham does have free will, but God knows if he puts Abraham in this situation, Abraham's going to pick this. Yes. I'm better with that. <laughs> That's Molinism. <laughs> Which is not determinism. No. Which I don't, you know, I don't believe. But it's 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 almost like fifty percent determinism and like fifty percent free will. Because it's like he's not he's dictating the circumstances and not your actions. But he also chose the circumstances because he knew what your actions were going to be. See, to me, this is one of those things that. That we overcomplicate too. Yeah. I don't. In a lot of these discussions, I don't know why it can't just simply be, we do have free will. I don't know why that's not clear to a lot of people. Sure. We do have free will. Uh, we can't truly. We can't. Uh, we. We have to have free will. Um, for mm. for God to be. Um, for God to be truly loving. Yeah. He has to give us free will. But I at, at on the same hand, God also knows everything. He he knows what we're going to choose. He knows how it's gonna turn out. But we still have free will going through it. You actually can't believe in determinism and evil at the same time. I honestly don't believe that. Because if you believe in determinism, right, it's almost like what I say, if God told you to go rob a bank, right? You can't I if I was, as a determinist, I can't call that evil. But they do. I can't yeah. call that evil because anything God's making you do, right? Puppet strings, or tempting you to do, or convicting you to do, well, it's good. It's got to be good, right? As we just talked about. So, the whole concept of evil and sin doesn't really make sense in their concept, in their worldview. Is the difference. Okay, so I would just say, you know, God's sovereignty is, he still knows everything. He knows He knows what we're going to do, yeah. how it's going to turn out, all that. But the differences between sovereignty and determinism would be God makes it happen. God knows it happen, happens. And you're saying that's what? So determinism, wouldn't that be God makes it happen? Sovereignty would be God God doesn't make it happen, but he knows what's going to happen and everything else about it. Like, he knows what you're going to, to do, but he doesn't make you do it. No. No, because I do believe sovereignty also includes God's action of 
but, that's but why, then you're that's, getting into but that's why I lean towards like that Molinistic view because it's like he's controlling something for him to be sovereign he has to have control over something and what if that only what if it was just one thing that he controlled which was the creating of the universe getting the circumstances getting the experiences and letting everything else just play out through free will but knowing that all well, I have to do is create this one world and all these things will happen. In but in that, though, you're saying he's creating moment by moment by moment by moment, right? No. Like, he speaks it into existence as he did in creation. And since then, it all just follows after what he's already spoken. Like, God basically says, create this world. And it just happens. Now it's just playing out as like a movie. And it's just happening as he spoke it out. 6,000, 7,000, millions, whatever you want to call it, years ago. And now it's just playing out as he spoke it, back then. Or he can do it moment by moment. I don't think it changes it if he did do it moment by moment. But I don't think that changes what I said. Well, you said that he knows. Sovereignty is that he knows. Which is true, he knows. Determinism would be he made it happen. I mean, okay. But is it not making okay. it happen by creating a world? Yes, he, has he did make it happen in the sense that he put it kind of all into place. Right. But he's not... He's just making something else happen. He's not doing it directly with you. He's he's putting you in a certain circumstance where you have free will. But you, it's, just, it's just basically you're choosing which he has control over. Well, yeah. he has control over everything. You're basically saying, okay, is he controlling the circumstances or is he controlling me? That's really the difference. Determinism is he's controlling me. <coughs> Molinism is the circumstances. <laughs> I got a headache. <laughs> I got uh, I really do. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, God cannot be truly loving unless we have free will. But it also cannot be. Yes. Truly loving without us, without giving us free will. Um, because then we're not actually f- free beings. Uh, we're still kind of like on a chain. But also, but he, he also gets the best love from us by giving us free will. Because when, when we choose him, that's better than him just making us do it. So in other words, love from both sides still works out. It works out the best in his benefit from both ends. Why does it have to be the best love? This is God. <laughs> See, what I think is so cool is about, about God is like, if he doesn't, to me, if he doesn't have to be all good, if he doesn't have to, to get the best love out of us, but then chooses to be all good, chooses to be all powerful, chooses to be all loving, chooses to get the best love out of us by giving us free will. That's what makes him so awesome. That's what makes him worth serving. That's what worth makes him worth being in relationship with and accepting his salvation. And to me, I don't know if I don't want to say it lessens the impact of salvation, but if he has to be all good. And has to be all loving. It's almost like, well, God, you're just doing your job. 
You know, it's well, not, I think it's not, he, I, in a way, he has to because that's not choosing. That's his. That's who he. That's his nature. Right, but he didn't. Did he not choose his nature? And that's another question. I don't think we should try to tackle. Um, but I mean, well, did God choose his nature? I mean, circumstances didn't create God. Nobody else created God, so he had to choose his nature. That, I don't think that's a question we can answer. That's because you're thinking... Being an, et- it's an eternal... Right, it's an eternal being. Being an eternal being. No past, no future, right. just just always is. Right. Being an eternal being, I don't think you can say he chose his nature because that infers a beginning to his nature. I see what you mean, but if he didn't choose it, that means something else did. No, it doesn't. I think it just means that he just is. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. And that's, what, and that's kind of what I was about to say about that's not really a question we can answer because we'll never be able to wrap our minds around an eternal being that this is as nature, but how did you get that nature? It's impossible to answer that question, at least in our minds. Being an it being him being an eternal being. We, we also uh, him being good. How did you choose that nature? God does not change, right? We also wouldn't know. In my head, I do, but I have no idea how to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, I gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) My brain's fried anyway. Yeah, I don't... I don't... don't, Part of me's like, that was incredible, and part of me's like, I have no clue what just happened. Right. So, guys, that's it. That's the conversation Aaron and I had. Um, and it's such a blessing uh, that God would even uh, allow us to have some type of revelation of who he is and, 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 and understanding him in any type of way. You know, we'll never fully understand God completely. We'll never fully understand, um, definitely not on this side of heaven, but, you know, any capacity that God gives our limited minds to wrap around you know, who he is and what he's done for us and, and, and how he loves us uh, is such a blessing. And it's just a t- it's such a time of worship because, I mean, you're sitting there having these conversations and, and you're just realizing, wow, God, you're so big and you're so mighty. Um, you're so sovereign, you know, um, that you would still allow us to understand you. And again, even in this small capacity, um, it's such a blessing. Um, it's a very humbling experience when you're able to just sit there and uh, wrap, try to wrap your mind around who God is and realize that you can't, you know? Um, so, but you know, he allows us just that little bit and, uh, that's such a blessing. Um, it's very humbling as I said. So, but guys, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, I'll be back very soon with another one. I promise it won't be too long, uh, but feel free to comment, share this podcast, 
uh, feel free to reach out to me and message me if you want to join the podcast at some point um, and maybe even give me new topics that we can discuss on this because I want to make sure we're serving the Christian community um, and really the entire community, uh, anyone that just wants to join or has questions or maybe are skeptic. Um, feel free to uh, reach out to me, pose a question. We can have these conversations right here in this community. So, um, again, I'll be back soon with another Convinced Christianity podcast. This is Marcus Tatum. I'll see you guys soon.